Hello and welcome to episode 193 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It's my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Wednesday, May 18th, 2022, and continuing our look at the little catechism of the Blessed Virgin Mary, courtesy of the Society of St. Pius X. This is under the subheading of the Divine Maternity in Relation to God and to Christ, number one, according to time. Yesterday, we discussed Mary as the true mother of Jesus as a man. Today, Mary is the true mother of God. So let us begin. Holy Scripture affirms the divine maternity in an eloquent manner. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shalt bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of David his father, and he shall reign in the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Luke 1, 31-33 St. Paul also said, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. Galatians 4, 4 A Dogma of the Faith Therefore, this is a dogma of our Catholic faith. The Holy Virgin is the Mother of God. The dogma was formulated by Cyril of Alexandria and the first of the anathemas of the chapter of Cyril. The text was taken up by the Council of Ephesus in 431, quote, If anyone does not confess that God is truly Emmanuel and that on this account the Holy Virgin is the Mother of God, for according to the flesh she gave birth to the Word of God, become flesh by birth, let him be anathema, in other words, excommunicated. That comes from Sources of Catholic Dogma, Denzinger, number 113, Loretto Publications. Some may ask how a creature can be called Mother of God, but if this name seems to be extraordinary, it is absolutely true. It is useful to understand the profound reason that justifies this eternal title of glory of the Virgin. Human language can designate the same being differently according to its various aspects. Thus, we can say, this man is a theologian. To say, St. Thomas Aquinas is a theologian, since St. Thomas is a man today in heaven. Now, the name God can designate every divine person, the Father or the Son or the Holy Ghost or the whole Trinity. This is why everything that is said of the Son can be said of God. To say the Son incarnated is to say also God incarnated. Yet, the Holy Gospels speak of Jesus Christ as the Son of Mary. This maternity is the result of a truly natural generation. Our Lady really conceived and gave birth to Jesus. She really gave him his human body. It is a very real relationship. Mary organized herself as a mother to her son. And since the Blessed Virgin Mary gave birth to Jesus, he is the second person of the Most Holy Trinity. He is God as much as our Heavenly Father is God, as much as the Holy Ghost is God. 
then yes, she can truly be said to be the mother of God. It's an amazing thing for us to behold. It goes beyond our ability to reason the, the majesty and the wonder of our Lord Jesus Christ coming to us in such a humble manner in, in a cave and being born of a virgin, being born of the most pure, the most holy virgin, the most holy creature that the Lord has ever made or will ever make, the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's astounding. Um, the Lord is humility. The Lord is righteousness. The Lord is pure love. And the way in which he works, um, the divine craftsman, in Father Calloway's book, Champions of the Rosary, he speaks of the Lord as being the divine craftsman. There's nothing in him, of course, that is false, but everything in him not only being true, but is mysterious and sacred and wonderful. And the way the Lord works throughout history, and of course, specifically the way he, enter, he enters into history um, at Bethlehem in a, a profound way, goes beyond the... Uh, imaginings, uh, the wildest dreams, really, of us all. He shows how much he loves us and the way he comes into the world, who he's, he's born to, her beauty, her majesty, her goodness, her righteousness of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And then, of course, the shocking, and brutal, and torturous way that he suffers for us. He could have died in any, any way. You know, he could have done anything in order to redeem us. But the manner in which he went through what he went through, his passion, death, and res resurrection, shows us the, the depth of his love. His, his love is beyond anything we can possibly imagine. And what he goes through for us in his suffering and on the cross, he is love incarnate. So it's fitting, of course, that he's, he's born of this woman who is so pure and so holy and indeed the Lord's masterpiece, the Blessed Virgin Mary. The article continues by saying, the dogma of the divine maternity destroys the Nestorian heresy. Pope St. Pius X said of the Most Holy Virgin in Pascendi Domenici Gregus, the encyclical against modernism, that she is the destroyer of all heresies. We have a magnificent example of that in the divine maternity. The proclamation of the Virgin as mother of God, Theotokos in Greek, was done to refute the Nestorian heresy. This patriarch of Constantinople, between 428 and 431, claimed that there were two persons in Jesus Christ, a divine person and a human person, this heresy divided Christ and ruined the dogma of the Incarnation. The consequence was the refusal of the title of Theotokos. The heresiarch was fought by St. Cyril of Alexandria. The Church's approval of the formula Mother of God in the Church of St. Mary of Ephesus 
definitively refuted the Nestorian heresy. It was in this way that Mary triumphed victoriously over this grave error, and she again crushed the head of the serpent. And let me add to that, uh, I believe it was Dr. Hahn, uh, the eminent biblical theologian who said, you know, women don't give birth to natures, they give birth to uh, people. And what Nestorius essentially was trying to do was to divide the Lord. Claiming that, you know, there are two persons in, in Jesus Christ. Now, there's, there's one person, you know, with two natures, a, a human nature and a, a divine nature. So she's truly the mother of our Lord. She's truly the mother of God. That cannot be doubted. That cannot be refuted. That is an article of the faith. And so this article concludes by saying, let us welcome the wish of St. Pius X. He's my favorite Pope of all time, personally. Quote, may the Immaculate Virgin, the destroyer of all heresies, be with you by her prayers and aid. Amen. Vene Creator, come, O Creator Spirit, blessed, and in our souls take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid to fill the hearts which thou hast made. Great Paraclete, to thee we cry, O highest gift of God most high. O font of life, O fire of love, and sweet anointing from above. Thou in thy sevenfold gifts art known, the finger of God's hand we own. The promise of the Father thou, who dost the tongue with power endow. Kindle our senses from above, and make our hearts o'erflow with love. With patience firm and virtue high, the weakness of our flesh supply. Far from us drive the foe we dread, and grant us thy true peace instead. So shall we not with thee for guide turn from the path of life aside. O may thy grace on us bestow the Father and the Son to know, and thee through endless times confessed of both the eternal Spirit blessed. All glory while the ages run be to the Father and the Son, who rose from death the same to thee, O Holy Ghost, eternally. Amen. Ave Maristella. Hail, bright star of ocean, God's own mother blessed ever sinless virgin, gate of heavenly rest. Taking that sweet Ave, which from Gabriel came, peace confirm within us, changing Ava's name. Break the captive's fetters, light on blindness pour, all our ills expelling, every bliss implore. Show thyself a mother, may the word divine, born for us thy infant, hear our prayers through thine. Virgin all excelling, mildest of the mild, freed from guilt, preserve us, pure and undefiled. Keep our life all spotless, make our way secure, till we find in Jesus joy forevermore. Through the highest heaven to the Almighty Three, Father, Son, and Spirit, one same glory be. Amen. And now Bishop Schneider's prayer for the hastening of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. O Immaculate Heart of Mary, Holy Mother of God and our tender mother, look upon the distress in which the whole of mankind is living due to the spread of materialism, godlessness, and the persecution of the Catholic faith. In our own day, the mystical body of Christ is bleeding from so many wounds caused within the church by the unpunished spread of heresies, the justification of sins against the sixth commandment, the seeking of the kingdom of earth rather than that of heaven, the horrendous sacrileges against the most holy Eucharist, especially through the practice of communion in the hand, 
and the Protestant shaping of the celebration of the Holy Mass. Amidst these trials appeared the light of the consecration of Russia to thine immaculate heart by the Pope, in union with the world's bishops. In Fatima, thou didst request the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays of the month. Implore thy divine Son to grant a special grace to the Pope, that he might approve the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. May Almighty God hasten the time when Russia will convert to Catholic unity, mankind will be given a time of peace, and the Church will be granted an authentic renewal in the purity of the Catholic faith, the sacredness of divine worship, and the holiness of Christian life. O Mediatrix of all graces, O Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, and our sweet Mother, turn thine eyes of mercy towards us and graciously hear this, our trusting prayer. Amen. The Praises of St. Joseph by St. John Eudes. Hail Joseph, image of God the Father. Hail Joseph, Father of God the Son. Hail Joseph, Temple of the Holy Ghost. Hail Joseph, Beloved of the Most Holy Trinity. Hail Joseph, Most Faithful Coadjutor of the Great Council. Hail Joseph, Most Worthy Spouse of the Virgin Mary. Hail Joseph, Father of all the faithful. Hail Joseph, Guardian of all those who have embraced Holy Virginity. Hail Joseph, Faithful Observer of Holy Silence. Hail Joseph, Lover of Holy Poverty. Hail Joseph, Model of Meekness and Patience. Hail Joseph, Mirror of Humility and Obedience. Blessed art thou above all men. Blessed thine eyes, which have seen the things which thou hast seen. Blessed thine ears, which have heard the things which thou hast heard. Blessed thy hands, which have touched and handled the incarnate word. Blessed thine arms, which have borne him who bears all things. Blessed thy bosom, on which the Son of God fondly rested. Blessed thy heart, inflamed with burning love. Blessed be the Eternal Father who chose thee. Blessed be the Son who loved thee. Blessed be the Holy Ghost who sanctified thee. Blessed be Mary thy spouse, who cherished thee as her spouse and brother. Blessed be the angel who served thee as a guardian. And blessed forever be all who love and bless thee. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis, sancti osef, teradaimonem, ora pro nobis, in nomine patris et fili et spiritus sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share this podcast with everyone you know. Please continue to pray that rosary every single day. Please continue to make the five First Saturdays devotions. In the immortal words of Jimmy V, don't give up, don't ever give up. Better days are ahead. God has a wonderful plan for your life. I especially ask you to pray for the eternal salvation of Pope Francis. He needs your prayers. Goodbye, and God love you.